What is up, everybody? It is not Thursday night. It's Wednesday night. Welcome to Doc Talk on its new Wednesday night, just for the summer. Just for the summer. Bear with us. New episode of the Doc Talk Jackson Kayak Doc Talk, um, proudly presented by the Orion Podcast. Tonight we've got a new panel of individuals. <laughs> He's got his shirt on. Am I, am I cup? I'm a player. <laughs> My canoe can can you Kentucky cut tonight? Um, so yeah, Chad new- was supposed to send me a box of Orion stuff. I don't. I, it hasn't gotten here yet. Chad ain't been home. <laughs> Chad's home now though um, Yeah, so new panel Not new to you, but a new panel um, New assembly So let's uh, let's go around the room And each one of you, just tell us where you're from And what kind of boat you be paddling this year And go Why don't you, one of you fellas Everybody hears me all the time Well, I'm from Quebec, Canada And uh I'll be paddling a NAR or a Cuso, well, and a Cuso SD, the Cuso X, depending on how I feel that day, I guess, or what type of water I'm, I'm going. Very nice, very nice. Michael Blatt. Uh, let's see. I still haven't paddled my Cuso X. I've only put my guests in it. They seem they seem to love it. Uh, it's very easy to teach out of. Uh, I'm in my NAR, uh, my 23 NAR. Um, and then I also have a 22 NAR that I put my guests in and I have a take two that is sitting at the warehouse in out in Franklin, New Hampshire, an hour from here at outdoor New England that I bought just for a few trips, but I haven't battled it yet. So I'm actually very excited to get in the take two as well. Nice. Nice. You're going to love it, brother. I'm telling you, I'm from Smith, Alabama. We call it UCLA, the upper corner of lower Alabama. But uh, uh, today I was in the X. I jump back and forth. Usually usually I'm in the X or uh, I've got a bite angler that I love. And it's outfitted uh, with an anchor trolley. I've got all my mounts for my camera stuff. So if I'm running a gun and I'll take that bite angler, I, I still love that boat. And then if I'm not in those two, I'm going to take two, and it's usually with my bride, Angie. Uh, we love paddle that thing tandem. Uh, but also, man, as far as a solo boat, if, 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 if a person's a bigger dude, man, it is hard to beat that take two. It is just an incredibly stable, wonderful paddling boat for a, for a monster vessel that can haul, I mean, a aircraft carrier worth of gear. But uh, So one <laughs> of them three is what I'm, I'm hauling. Well, and the take two is, I mean – while we're on the subject, there's a lot of new rigging videos and rigging tips and tricks coming around with this take too. Um, let's kind of get into that a little bit. I mean, this thing, this thing has become a machine. Like all of a sudden out of nowhere, we go to Redcrest, Jameson and I post his new take two decked out to the nine. And now all of a sudden it's like, Ooh, what do we have here? What do we have here? This thing's a fishing machine. So as a guy that's got to take two, Chris, I'm going to let you just kind of elaborate maybe a little bit on the rigability of this boat and some of the things that you see. Because you you run it tandem, you run it single, you run it with a motor, you run it without a motor. You kind of mix and match. So I'll let you kind of elaborate on the take two and just talk about its rigability and how it's, its function. Yeah, we're we're blessed with with two of them, and y'all know that. But the uh, the reason we we first got one is Angie and I we we paddle with a lot of people, and and you know on all my videos when I put them out there, man, if y'all if y'all want to try it out, you know, come see me. And and it's it's the honest truth to us, it's a ministry. 
And, and we just like being that kind of person that'll put somebody on the water, no matter what. I don't care what your experience is. I want you to have a good time. And a lot of times that ends up with either being with kids or somebody that's just totally not comfortable with the water or special needs individuals. We've had folks with, you know, limited mental capacity, lim limited physical capacity. And that take two is a wonderful vessel for that kind of stuff. You know, and and I've I, I begged people please don't call them divorce boats because I know people call a tandem boat a divorce boat, but I'm telling you maybe that it should be a marriage counseling boat. Cause if you can't paddle a tandem boat together, you probably don't need to be tied together. You know, we're fixing to have 30 years, uh, June 12th. So, uh, I could say that, but, uh, we spent, you know, many, many years as canoeists, uh, and then jumped over into the, the kayaks and, and, and we love the big tuna really did. And then the DT came out, man, I thought that was the end all be all. And, and when the take two came out, I, I never thought anything would take the place of my DT. But the take two, honestly, it is such a good paddling boat. And then to, for, for the stability of it, and then like you said, the rigability, good gracious at the amount of rack. So we had, we had never pulled around with any type of a motor. And I fished with uh, Jeff Little and Jameson. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we ran it down down a three day trip where we got flooded out and almost drowned. That was always a you know, anytime you have something's a life threatening situation, it always leads for good memories. Oh yeah. But watching them use that Torquedo kind of ah, you know what, that may be our next purchase. So we outfitted one with the Torquedo, and it is unbelievable. I mean, to put that big old boat at you know six point seven mile an hour, I think six four with the two of us you know, running. And actually last year I was able to catch a tarpon and using the Torquedo, I was, I was running through million dollar boats, you know, backing up, throttling in, trying to get running around all these high dollar boats to catch that tarpon. And that was kind of awesome on my 50th birthday last year, but That's uh, cool. we have, you know, I've done that. And then I've two trips with well over 200 pounds of camping and, you know, photography gear, I did 79 miles in two trips paddling it. So without the motor, I mean, that's just with, with nothing but the old two stroke, you know, and, uh, but I'm, it, it is definitely, it's an eye opening boat to be able to do that kind of work and not end up dead, you know, after a trip. I mean, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's pretty, pretty daggum neat boat. I would, I'd put anybody in it. I'd recommend it for any skill level of person. And I, I don't care if you're the biggest pro that wants to wrap that sucker uh, to the, the you know, rashest beginner uh, that just wants to get out there and paddle. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that boat will do it for you. Yeah. And Michael, so what are you thinking as a guy, as a fishing guide? I mean, a boat like the Take Two gives you a lot of possibilities where are you planning on taking out two at a time in the boat or are you just planning on running it as a single? I mean, You've got so, all, obviously. When I first started my guide business, I had two big tunas. Mm -hmm. I had a 2011, I had a 2021, uh, and I would go. I would usually just cap it at two people, and I would put one person with me, and mm -hmm. uh, and then I have one person set up solo. And it was always, you know, the significant other riding with me who was there for for the bird watching. Mm -hmm. And uh, he or she would always end up catching the bigger fish because I would just <laughs> point that that boat right where they needed, and I was like, "All right, just cast right at our twelve o'clock, and just 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 wait a minute." And uh, you know, the other person would be solo, just going around, you know, catching their little two pound bass, and this person is in front of me catching four and five pounders. Um, but I, I use it for the smaller kids, and uh, you know, if there are siblings that get along. Or siblings that don't get along, you know, I'll put the younger <laughs> one up front, put the older one in the back. And it's, it's, it's like, uh, Chris Funk said, you know, it's, if, uh, if, if you belong together, you should be able to paddle together. And, uh, last year I was just about to upgrade my boats and I had a, a family with two daughters, uh, both like, uh, late 20 or early twenties. And they said, we want two tandems. I said, okay, so I'm going to go solo and you're going to be in the two tandems. And that was, uh, it, and it all worked out. Everybody got along. The family was great. Um, I do like the versatility, the wide deck space. Honestly, I didn't know it till I looked at the bottom of the boat that it's mm -hmm. basically a NAR mm -hmm. set up with a more open deck and for two people, you know, mm -hmm. the, the hall is virtually identical. 
um, you know, to, to the NAR. And uh, again, my, my, my dream for Jackson one day is to just to add three feet to the take two, put two pedal drives in it, widen it by about five to six inches, you know, and let's, let's, will let's you help me carry it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, my back. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so the first time I ever met Chris Gervais was uh, this is before he was on the team. And he put a question out into the Jackson Kayak Owners Facebook group I'm looking for a trailer. Mm-hmm. And I messaged him and I'm like, listen, I'm thinking about upgrading my trailer. How far is it to Ottawa from, from New Hampshire? Like, where, where could we meet? And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to talk him into buying my trailer at this point so I can upgrade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he ended up just, you know, building out, a, I think, was it a Malone that, that you ended up with, Chris? That he ended up building building it out. But then when I found out later that he's, you know, joining Jackson team, I was like, okay, this this guy, you know, he, he, he loves his NAR. He got his NAR. He already mm-hmm. knew right away he was getting a trailer for this thing. Once you open your mind just to get a small trailer, it opens the world to uh, expanding your garage for how many more boats you're going to get. Um, the waters that, you know, the, the, the carting your, your kayak around through the sand, you know, to the water's edge. It's, it's fun, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I know, Chris, I've, I've seen yours. I know, <laughs> you know, my, my favorite day last year was going down to Ashboro, meeting Denny uh and and meeting those guys at on the water innovations i love my trailer when i saw that you got one you know it's it and it adds another trip to your repertoire Mm -hmm. you know it's like all right how can i get down to ashboro north carolina where can i fish on my way to go pick up my trailer and uh it just i don't know it, it it opened my world and now i'm able to get four boats around i'm gonna have six by the end of the summer um awesome the only problem with that is your trailer you have you have to take five people kayak fishing when you have six boats you know it's well and, and then you get the four-door tra- it starts with the four-door truck and then you're like well i need a trailer where i can haul four boats and then you haul four boats and then you haul four people and then you end up doing a lot of the work by yourself while everybody else is standing over there talking <laughs> That was the number one rule of having a trailer. You know, every time that we learn that at summits and we learn that at boondoggles is if you have the trailer, you were going to be responsible for hauling everybody else's stuff while they were over at a campfire doing whatever they wanted to do. You were stuck doing all the work. So it was like Mm -hmm. you either leave earlier than everybody gets up and you stay later than everybody wants to. That's the the only way I stop that from happening because I'm going (laughs) to fish from dark to dark. (laughs) I, I will say this. So my wife is sitting across the table from me right here. Uh, she's she's on her se- third third week off uh, from work for the first time since June of of 2021. So mm-hmm. she's enjoying herself. She's coloring, having a glass of wine. She actually went out onto the lake with me, and she got to pedal a gnar for the first time last week. Now she thinks it takes me an hour to get off the water, and sometimes it does because I do. You know, I'll have you know a small beer that I'll have to unwind you know, while I'm gearing up. And, and so our daughter's getting off the bus in like 37 minutes, right? I've timed it. It's 22 minutes to get home from this lake. And uh, she says, what do I need to do? And I swear to God, the fastest I've ever packed up getting off that lake with two kayaks was when she was sleeving the rods and <laughs> knowing where I put things. Uh, it, it was amazing. And she, she's, a, she's yeah. a former army officer. You know, she, the girl knows how to pack. She's always waiting on me. But I mean, it was, I, I always want to take her fishing with me now because getting on and off that water is so fast. Awesome. Now up there in Canada, it looks like we've got the, quite the tackle selection in the background. I'm kind of shopping window shopping. Yes. I'm thinking about putting you on the bigger screen. Chris has got the hookup. You yeah. can see it right there. <laughs> I, I want to know the reels that he's using. Yeah. We're um, going to have to put him on the bigger screen here so we can tackle shop. No, let's see what all we got. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> you know, a bit of stuff here and there. Everything is still uh well, I'm trying to get organized and got some stuff on this corner also, but wow. F- fished a lot of loose in the past, but I've been uh converting my my uh my spinning reels to I bought a few a few spinning reels this winter. Uh mm-hmm. 
Fredix and, and Marivelle and whatever. Uh, yeah, you just want to make sure you have good reels, especially spinning. I was able to like bust the frame in one of another mm -hmm. brand and I'm like, oh, okay, wow. you know, I, I want to make sure I have a, a tank. So, no. Uh, Christian, you, I, I think it was you last night during the Doc Talk episode. You said something that caught me. You didn't start fishing till you're in your 30s? Okay, so you want to hear the story? So Let's hear first, the story. How did it come yeah. about? Well, the first thing to know is I'm actually allergic to fish. So I can't eat fish. Too annoying to die from it. So anyway, wow. so my, my, my son at 38, I'm, uh, I, I, I write it, right now I'm 50. Uh, I was 38 at that time, and my son was asking me always to go fishing and on the bank and, and everything. And I only have two gears, stop and light speed. I, and mm -hmm. that's why you see that in the back. I, I, I don't have like the middle ground. Must be a, a disease or something. I don't know. So, anyways, I, I, I go in, <laughs> yeah, I go in my, 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 my buddy's garage and he's got that huge rocket. I'm like, what the hell is that boat? So he had a 21 foot Triton with a 300 horsepower uh, Merc in the back, and I'm like, okay, what do you do with that, man? Because I'm allergic to fish, so I have no clue of what fishing mm -hmm. is. Because, well, I do tournaments and I hook fish and put them back in the water and i'm like wait a minute you're telling me i don't need to eat the darn thing <laughs> i'm like okay well that's done then so same winter went to a fishing uh, boat show i said to my son you want to fish we're buying a boat and so we bought a 16 foot with 40 hp aluminum boat uh few i'll go fast a few years later buy my first bass boat Few years later, I buy a 2018 Ranger uh, Z519 with a 225 HP in the back. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyways, I, I I got some sponsorship and, and whatnot through the years. I, I was lucky enough to learn from the best anglers. And um, I'm, I'm the type of open book type of thing. I like to give back. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter if you have a $10,000 or a $1,000 bass boat or boat and a $150,000 bass boat whatever makes you happy and you can go on the water and just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I tend to share what I learn. Uh, I'm far from being a pro. I just like to, I've learned some good things. I like to share, keep what you want and whatnot. COVID hits, not the best thing for some people. I'm an extrovert. So that was tough for me. I literally stopped fishing for three years. Mm -hmm. People were like, Oh, the hell did you do that, man? Not even a rod. Nothing. I kept my rod. Get my 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 stuff, and then I'm like, you know what? Price of gas, everything. I'm I'm starting kayak fishing. So yeah. I actually started last year kayak fishing. So I said, okay, I'll give myself. I I had a small pelican. I had started that started that and fell in the water. Lost almost lost some stuff, and I'm like, okay, nope, you're not catching me in that thing ever again. It's not just not for tournaments or whatnot. So. Mm -hmm. Last year, I'm like, okay, I'm giving myself, I don't know, 2000 bucks. That should be good to like buy a kayak and, and whatnot. So about $20,000 later, uh, <laughs> I buying a kayak, another brand. And the way it started, me and the Jackson family is I'm, I'm fishing with Aaron Dodds. Yep. And I'm, I'm pedaling. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm having a hard time pedaling. And he just cruises by me with his gnar. <laughs> and although I like I like to share what I learn. I like to like really, I like to have fun on the water, but I'm also very competitive. So I'm mm -hmm. like, dude, that's not happening again. <laughs> Why well, have you called the store, find an R, buy an R, ended up going on the, 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 the Jackson, uh, Jackson kayak family. And then I told my other kayak and I'm like, I need two kayaks. I need to make sure that I can bring people with me, try out the kayaks and whatnot. And I mean, that tri track is, it's very just, that is like a, ugh. <laughs> like, I need the Crusades now. I'm not just going to get the NAR. I need the Crusades. I, I just need both of them and two big. That would cover kayak. everything you could ever want to do right there. That, those really two. Does. Yes, sir. And, and, yeah. and in less than six months, having Chris Gervais on the Jackson kayak team, there was a new account and a new retailer that joined Jackson family because wow. of you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I, I got Monzo Aze who got in uh, this, this spring. So uh, 
they were interesting. They sell actually four wheelers and lots of boats and everything. And, and they had another brand of kayaks. And I said, well, if, I know they're very serious in what they're doing. They have their bass tournament fishing league and whatnot. And I said, well, if you guys want to get into like serious kayak fishing, why don't you get Jackson Kayak? So uh, a guy works there. He already owns five. So he's more into whitewater fishing. So uh, one day he says, Chris, we have an electric car and an and, and electric car show and whatnot. And you have an electric motor on your kayak, right? Because it was like electric bicycle, electric this mm -hmm. and that. I said, yeah, I do. Can you bring it to the show? And my trailer is in two foot of snow in the back. <laughs> Nothing's ready. And I said, dude, you want my kayak at the show? Done deal. I'll get it done same day. So start digging the trailer out, rig my motor back on, bring some stuff, bring it to the show. And they ended up uh, ordering uh, quite a few Jack and Kayaks. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my story. So, and so You don't have to dig them things out in Alabama. Oh, no. well, <laughs> sometimes. I, a few years, I just want to move down south. I mean, I'm done with this winter stuff. <laughs> now, I think that kind of leads into a perfect thing with the three of you guys. You guys all in different, very different ways give back through kayaking and i think that is a monumental story i mean michael's guiding chris you're you're taking people out and and spreading the word and chris you're introducing chris you're introducing new people and communicating and and doing it as a teacher and gosh man how is that give us some of the stories that have kind of touched you guys in the process of kayak fishing and in the giving back what elaborate on that a little bit if that was even a question well i mean i think it's passion it's it all is. about passion me like being a newbie uh, i used to be i call myself chris the uh, fisherman apprentice but after a few years guys were like okay dude you're not the apprentice anymore yeah but i don't know we're still learning all the time practice all lawyers it's all about passion and about uh, like for me, representing Jackson Kayak, um, it's uh, it's it's the group of people. I mean, I, I, representing brands is one thing, but if it, it needs to reflect your your own self, and I feel that pretty much everyone in Jackson Kayak I, I talk to is is fun, is, is 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 I don't know, it's lively. It's not about selling a product or whatnot. Like we're, I don't know, it it. it for me, it's not about even product. We just love the quality of it and love the group. And when I got that call from Dustin, mm -hmm. uh, I, I did that fishing application. And I mean, I never do that really. And I'm like, oh my God, that took like three hours to fill in. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's a lot of work. But anyway, calls me and I'm like, yeah, great vibe. And I already had lots of good vibes and great vibe from other people. And I'm like, yeah, I think I want to, I want to fish with Jackson for uh, many years. I, I really like it. So it's all about passion at the end of the day. Chad, I, and I, I may have said it on the, the other podcast, but probably my, my absolute favorite story, Angie and I went over to Fort Benning to paddle with some soldiers one time. And they had family members there and there was a little girl and I paddle. I had to take the, the, the tuna there and this little girl, she she was terrified of the water and i said look i said if, if you would like to get in this boat i said i'll be right there with you and she said well what if i fall in and i said well you got a life jacket i got a life jacket i said i will not let anything happen to you and i said and i, mm -hmm. and I will stay right by the bank if that makes you happy so we got her in the boat and we kept her right by the bank and while we were paddling she said her and her daddy used to to go out in the canoe all the time before he got injured Mm -hmm. And she said, she said, and, and she kind of missed it. And I said, well, I said, I, I said, I can understand that. I said, we'll, we'll just paddle around here, you know, kind of close by. And she said, well, maybe let's go a little further away from the bank. So we went a little further away from the bank. By the time that that day ended, I actually asked her, I said, I said, what would you think about paddling solo? And they had some uh, little tarpon 120s around there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, she said, would you be right there with me? I said, yes, ma'am, I sure would. I said, I promise I will not let anything happen to you. I said, I will be right beside you. So we went over to try to get her that tarpon 120 and they wouldn't let her use it because she wasn't 16. Oh. And I said, I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm 16 and this is my boat. And I said, uh, 
how about I use your tarpon as she paddles my tuna? She looked at me. I said, you can handle this boat. That little bitty girl got in that tuna. And, th and at that time I was 280 pounds and I was in a tarpon 120. So I was pushing every limit of that boat. I'll tell you, <laughs> but I got in that boat and paddled around with her and, and right beside her, the whole, and she lit up. Well, that afternoon when we were loading up to go, I looked back over my shoulder and that little girl was paddling and her daddy was paddling with her next to her. And y'all can see it kind of choked me up a little bit, but to me that, that right there is why we do this. We, mm -hmm. we give and, and in each way, cause every one of us has been given. I mean, Lord knows I'm still learning. I learn from every time you guys post, you know, the fish and stuff, I pick up new, uh, new methods or, or, or sometimes it's just times that I know, I know what to do. I'm just doing it too fast. I need to slow down. Somebody says, Hey man, just, just, just breathe, slow down, take it easy. And each one of us that gives and tries to answer questions on Facebook or, you know, answers questions on our Ask a Pros or whatever we're doing, mm -hmm. it's just a way that we can give back a little bit. And it's just returning a blessing that we've already been blessed with, either with, with a patient answer or the opposite side. We've seen people that have been ugly. And, 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 mm -hmm. and man, I don't want to ever, I don't want to be that. And I don't want to experience that. And I don't want to, I don't want anybody else to have to either. So I'm hoping when I, you know, do a video on how to get back into a boat or, or, you know, this type of bait that, that we use or this boat, and this is how we use it. I'm hoping that it's saving somebody from either going through the school of hard knocks, like we all had to, or, you know, it, it, or just being that, that little bit of information that'll help push them into that next level so that they can in turn, turn around and give back to the people around them. We're just plowing a field, planting a seed, you know, and, and hoping that message grows. And, and it is so cool. The, the, the neat thing about these is you don't have to be a fisherman. You don't have to be a tourney guy that the time spent on the water, it's, it's therapeutic. It's, mm -hmm. it's good for, for physical fitness. It's good for mental fitness. It's good for spiritual fitness. I mean, you name it, it's good for everything. And the more time you spend outside, the more you appreciate it, the more you'll want to protect the outside. You'll mm -hmm. want to take care of the, of the community that's around you. You want to take care of the, the nature that's around you. It just, it just grows. I mean, it's just grows and grows. And, and I'm, I've, I've been very blessed to be a part of it for 50 years now. That's awesome. How about you, Michael? Um, I've actually been able to, uh, donate fishing trips to mm -hmm. local organizations. Uh, you know, it's, I, I thought to myself, well, I'll probably be fishing that day anyway. So what if I donate a trip or two to some people that could auction it off? Um, so I've given myself three trips a year to give to certain organizations one uh, actually and what's funny is every event where these were given away happened uh in the same weekend about three weeks ago mm -hmm. uh, i donated a trip to a fishing flea market in west rutland vermont that is there to get kids fishing whose families cannot necessarily afford to take their kids fishing mm -hmm. and so it was a door prize you know two people kayak fishing trip half day uh, I donated one to the Elk Foundation local chapter of Lebanon, New Hampshire. Um, you know, it went for a live auction. The big one that meant a lot to me this year, um, my wife is a uh, combat veteran. She served a number of tours in Afghanistan, uh, West Point grad 07, decided that she wanted to go to business school. And there are a few scholarship opportunities in, uh, in that field one of which uh, is an organization called the Glenn Doherty Memorial Foundation. Glenn Doherty was one of the Navy SEALs that was killed in the Benghazi attack mm -hmm. uh, years ago. And his sister started, and their friends uh, in Winchester, Massachusetts, started this Memorial Foundation as a kind of a transition uh, fund for people transitioning out of the military into the world of business so they don't have to go work military contracting. You know, it's, it's something else to further their education. So she was one of the recipients of that scholarship uh, back in 2019. And this past year, uh, just last, uh, last month, it was their 100th scholarship recipient 10-year anniversary of the program. 
Wow. So I donated a fishing trip for two. I filmed myself fishing and talking about the donation and uh, the auction where there was a number of items set around tables at a, at a, a bar restaurant in Boston. And I'll tell you guys, I charged $450 to take two people kayak fishing for four hours. That's what pays for my gear. Uh, being on the Jackson team, you know, the kayaks don't cost as much as they used to, but, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's my price. This trip went for $1,300. Wow. And that goes into that scholarship fund to help other people transitioning from the military into other careers. And it was, it was just so cool to be there, you know, have her tell her story, shake hands of people who, I mean, and this, this scholarship changed our lives, changed her course of life. And, uh, I, I love just giving that back. And it's, it's a simple day of taking a couple people fishing, um, you know, whether they book a trip with me or not, you know, it's, I got to donate that, that experience to that foundation that could auction it off that needed that money to further their organization. And so that's one of it's one of the things I've been fortunate enough to do and glad that I can still be able to afford to do it. Very cool. That's yeah. really amazing. Now, and, and my wife is my number one sponsor. It, 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 it's funny. My once I, I so I, I do donate quite a bit of, of, of stuff and uh, for charity auction and whatnot. And once it was uh, I before my kayak life, uh, I brought someone fishing on the St. Lawrence River and I'm like, it was again an auction. So everything was paid and it, it's funny because i really feel the passion from you guys when, when you talk and i started the day quickly with him bringing him fishing and i actually put a hook right in my thumb and i'm like <laughs> you know what no that guy paid to come here and it was like for a great event and whatnot great charity i'm like i'm getting that hook out he's like no no <laughs> we can leave it buddy you want it to come fishing that hook is coming out. Like, ripped it out. Okay, we're good. For day fishing, so it's funny. Uh, passion. That's what I like about all of you guys. And yeah, and Jim, <laughs> so, so this was before you got into a Jackson kayak. Because I have a theory. Uh, my first day out this year on the river near my house, I had to help a guy get a hook out of his arm. He was paddling a different brand of kayak and then just the other day i saw a guy who was having a really tough time fishing and i cast right next to him and i pull in a really nice fish and he's in another brand kayak i just feel like jackson kayak just helps you catch the fish <laughs> you get that play of color they'll run right at pa paula will run right into the side of it <clears throat> True story. I don't know. My forest worked pretty good this morning. You got to admit forest, that. You've seen the picture. <laughs> I have seen the picture. Beautiful fish. So, so Chad, Chad, what's what's next on the colors? Because you know, let's. I, I would love to talk colors for a minute because you just make that playa color look so good. And and with the new Yak Attack uh, tan accessories, you know, if, if I lived yeah. in Florida I, or or Alabama, you know, if I if I had a beach nearby, like that's I I feel like the playa color with that tan yak attack accessories, like it, that's what I would rock. It has been very difficult since the tan color has come out to not spend over a thousand dollars on the yak attack website <laughs> and not just use everything that is in perfect condition that I already have. It's been real tough yep. and I've seen it in stores. I've held it in stores and I've just like, <laughs> it's been tough. As far as colors go for 2024, I'm not at liberty to discuss that on open air. <laughs> I tell you, I don't know if you, we, we know the blackout is 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 very big. <clears throat> no. Do you yeah. remember the urban camo? Urban oh, camo. Yeah, was I, I, awesome. I had a I had a big rig in urban camo. I had yeah. a I had an OG big rig in urban camo, and I my. My uh, other big tuna was Urban Camera. I loved it. I kept losing it. Urban and and Marsh. Uh, Marsh was yeah. a really cool color. I, I like that one. I was kind of like desert, but it had it had a a, a, a lot blue. of slate to it. Yeah, and a little bluish yeah. slate. 
that was a really cool that those were a couple of my favorites of all of course i've always been a camo fan and and part You're of that is as being a photographer you know it, it just helps to have something that I always have to keep something that blends in because there are times that I won't be sitting out there with a camera and not a fishing rod. And sometimes my quarry is not always a another person with a fishing rod in her hand. You know, I, I do like to sneak up on stuff. So I try to keep something camo handy. But yeah, I gotta admit, when when it when our choice for the other X came in, Angie, she she had me on that playa. She's like, You don't have a choice on this one. <laughs> And all the colors this year are really pretty good. Um, I was a big fan of Aurora. Um, oh, yeah. Very I really much, liked uh, that color. Arctic was awesome. Arctic yeah. was good. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a, I have a superstitious belief about blue, and I believe that I catch my bigger fish in a blue boat. <laughs> there's a, there's, it was a red big rig that I, I cussed that boat from the day. It, it, there's nothing wrong with the boat. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the boat. It is not the boat at all. It was red. And I did not color request my color that year. And I should have got battleship, but I did not. And I got a red big rig. And I, I was, that was the only boat I was happy to see go down the road. I believed it to be bad luck from the beginning. <laughs> I, I remember I my like, zombie like mayfly. The coolers. Your zombie mayfly, yeah. yeah. The, yeah that yeah. zombie mayfly, and you know, that one, that lime yellow black. I love that. I would love to see that one make a uh, a run. That would be. I'd be very happy to see that one. <laughs> Since we don't do customs anymore. Yeah. That and this and my storm liska. That just solid black and and mm -hmm. slate. That was a really cool mix. That was a very cool. Boat. As long as the Orion coolers keep matching, you know, it's I, I just oh, ordered. True. So my my X is uh, the dusk color, and so I ordered the red uh, Orion cooler, and I just I don't know. I like I like making since I have all the fishing gear. I like making my clients carry the food, whatever else. And so <laughs> I've got I've got a forest cooler uh, that goes in my NAR that my clients pedal. And then I just ordered the the red Orion to match the the Dusk X. As long as you remember to tell them when we were in Panama uh, uh, over there shooting that that for the FDs the first the the Cousas, we we were out and I ended up getting cramped up because they gave me a bottle of water you know and I was mm -hmm. sipping on that water the whole day. Well, this is very hot in the Pacific. And I'm sipping, metering this water out. Well, my hands would, would cramp from, from paddling and my legs would cramp from paddling. I was so dehydrated by the time we oh, got man. back to shore because I was trying to, to, to make sure that water lasted the whole day. Well, we get back to the to shore and I look over and everybody's got like all these full bottles of water. I'm like, what the heck? How did y'all make it all day long? Like, oh, we got them from him, the, the guide. And Adam's over there. He's got a whole boat full of water. And nobody told me that Adam. And I was, you know, so oh, I was like, wow. great. I'm out here. I'm, I mean, I literally had to, because I, I pedaled until my legs wouldn't move. And then I paddled until my arms wouldn't move. And then I pedaled until my legs wouldn't move. Wow. And I was so cramped up. I was, <laughs> I was like a dried up lizard out there on that boat. And they're over there <laughs> drinking up a storm. I was like, y'all just... Y'all just wanted that, to kill me out in that water. That was one <laughs> of the things on the Orion podcast a uh, couple podcasts ago. We had Jake Arvold uh, for, for from First Form um, Supplements on. And, you know, he was really talking about the hydration. That's kind of one of the things we elaborated on was making sure that you stay hydrated out on the water. Because mm. um, number one, you got the sun. Number two, you got the wind. And number two, it's physical. Yes, or sir. number three. Number three. I can't count. <laughs> it could have been as that Alabama accountant, wasn't yeah. it, Chris? One, two, C. That's what one, two, C. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you know, I think that's important. So, you know, when you guys are taking other folks out and working with them, I mean, it probably is important, you know, to make sure you've got the supplies uh, for them on the water. Well, I I put a life straw in my my yak yak attack, my black pack, and it's just mm -hmm. because. Dude, if you're out there, I've had times when I, I forgot to throw a water in the boat. And I'm telling mm -hmm. you, Chattahoochee water through a life straw tastes just like Dasani. So, I, you know, I, you can be. say what you want to, but if, <laughs> if it keeps you from getting cramped up. And I mean, I'm telling you, I drank the Tallapoosa River just just to try it out. And and and, and sure enough, it works. So uh, the life straw for, I don't know, I think they're 14 or 15 bucks. That's probably mm -hmm. not a bad thing for somebody to add to your kit. 
uh, to, you know, because it don't take up any room. You put it in your pack or you tack a box or your, or your, your seat back bag. But uh, that's something good to have just in case. You mind sharing that, uh, Chris, whether it's on the podcast or your page later on? I have a really Good. short memory. So. Ten and four, I'll do it. I'll, I'll uh, and I'll put it on the team. I think I actually did a, a little video on it just to show, you know. But I, because I've got a, a, a Survivor Pro filter that when mm. we're camping, I carry it, you know, just to pump out water. So if you want to make your own water, but that live straw. Uh, they're they're a pretty neat thing. I know they do a lot of like third world country stuff, trying to make sure folks that, that can can actually have good drinking water. So it's mm -hmm. just a pen. It's a little bitty, tiny thing, as big as your thumb, but it it'll filter out ninety nine point like five nines of 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 all the bad stuff. So and I figure if I do get something bad, hey, it's just a good way to lose weight anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now that kind of, this kind of leads me in a, in another direction. Um, talking about different things that the three of, you know, uh, earlier this spring, I had a buddy flip in some really cold water, um, mm. was underprepared, uh, big time. And it was, and you guys big, handled that very well, but I, mean, I don't know how, you, I don't know how I stayed as calm as I did, but mm. I did. And, and you were in my head, um, by the way, cause I've wow. pretty much watched all your videos <laughs> and I did not have a rope with me. Uh, I did not have, the rope and the power pole obviously got wedged in some rocks mm. and I could not, the boat was too far out from the shore. Couldn't get it to the shore. Um, he couldn't get it to the shore. It was just, it was a hot mess and I did not have a way to grab hold of the boat in my NAR and pull it back. And it was just a, it was an awkward situation. It was right. easy, it, easy to get it back over. It was just an awkward situation and I did not have a rope you were in my head well that having that strap and I, I know you know it's been a long time since we did that video but if you mm -hmm. do paddle with somebody else that uh, uh you know, angie and i and ethan did a, a rescue strap video showing mm -hmm. how to use it and go across another person's boat to make a stirrup to get up in and man we've used that with folks with like i said you know limited mental capacity limited physical capacity you know some larger folks some little folks that that had a hard time getting back up in boats uh and that right there just having that strap to where you can get somebody back up into a boat if they're too cold i mean lord knows hypothermic muscles are not going to move mm -hmm. like you think they should move no. and that's the other when when i try to talk to people about these i know everybody wants these pfds with these giant pockets well back you know, many pounds ago when I was 280, I learned that if you got a lot of pockets on the front of a big belly, that makes it even more difficult to get into a, a kayak. So I, mm -hmm. I started trimming down, you know, what I put in my pockets and making sure that the PFDs that I had didn't have them just gigantic, you know, cargo pouches on the front of it. But, you know, those two things, having the having the strap handy for, for rescues or like you said, for towing, man, that just you could have hooked up. And, and we learned that lesson years ago when when too much wind and and, and helping folks to, to pedal or, or paddle across an open bay when they needed to be you know towed uh it you're not going to do it with them side by side they're going to have to be behind you and in your slipstream as you're pulling them along there was a there was a story that came out of i believe it was the tournament on gunnersville uh there was a video when the weather turned there was a guy in a another brand kayak uh, that flipped and got washed into a uh, low bridge mm -hmm. and uh, had to be rescued. Um, I catch a lot of grief on social media and some of my photos with uh, the astral rescue PFD that I wear. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I come from a whitewater background uh, on the Green River Narrows and other creeks. You know, you, you paddle as if you're going to affect a rescue. And mm -hmm. astral has the green jacket. Uh, that has a tether on it, you know, it's, it is meant to affect a rescue. And I wear that when I'm taking trips because you never know when you're going to need that tether. Uh, and I sometimes will have my, if I have an experienced person, I have a, an old astral PFD, my, my original from years ago, I'll make that person wear that. If they have any swift water experience, any military training, whatever, you know, I'm going to say you have this rescue PFD, it has a tether on it. If for any reason you're going to be, you know, my, my second in command. Um, 
but it, it's what you're saying. If you have that tether, that ability, and that that Jackson stand assist strap that still comes with every mm-hmm. boat. You know, I have an old wow. Ram ball that I connect to a guest boat. It has that stand assist strap. It's my a very high tech way to connect them to me. If they're tired, I turn on the trolling motor. I I strap them to me. We're going home. Mm-hmm. And it's what you're saying. It's 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 right there on the side of the boat. And if you need that to get back in the boat, you know, it's it it's exactly it's what you're saying. And and right now, um, I was out uh, yesterday. It was very windy. It was 73 degrees. It was sunny. The water was 59 degrees. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of May. And uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, we're going to be in hypothermic swimming temperatures till we get to July 4th up here. Uh, Chris? Ours, mean, ours was 78 Canada. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Alabama's just now warming up because yep. it was only 68 when I was there two weeks ago now. If, if you're paddling on the Ottawa right now, uh, I mean, it's, what's what's that water temp where you are right now, Chris? Oh, it's, 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 it should be around in the 50s. Or so. Yeah. But and, and the funny thing, and it's so important that all these tips you guys are sharing, especially you have so much experience. Uh, when I flipped the first time in my smaller kayak, so I'm coming from the bass boat world and got all my Gore-Tex suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only have my, well, my, my, my Mustang uh, auto inflatable thing. Right. So, uh water was maybe i don't know 80 degrees or so it's not it's not even cold and i i just lean over i i lose my glasses and try to catch them so i have like only a smaller paddling kayak not a fishing kayak so i try to grab him and i actually fell in the water Mm -hmm. now people cannot realize uh how critical we have the it doesn't matter what fishing rod reels and lures the safety equipment is so key. When I fell in the water, and we all know Gore-Tex, water doesn't go through that. So when I fell, it it it, it was went full of water, mm-hmm. and I went down the water. Mm. And my 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 PDF it opened, and I was still panicking because you mm-hmm. got your boat upside down. You're thinking about your gear. You're thinking about so. Even though I'm not afraid of water, I actually, I also panic. So it's not something people can say, oh, well, how often I hear people, oh, I go kayaking, no PFD, I know how to swim. Don't say it. It's not a reflex that you practice. You become disoriented. Yeah. Ex- exactly. And and then I- And I, I ain't afraid of water. I'm afraid of- <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and I told myself, I said, what if that PDF did not inflate that day? There's no way I can remove all that suit underwater 20 feet down- while I'm all panicking because my auto inflatable didn't go on. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so I got to make sure I have the right PDF. If I want to go auto inflatable, make sure I have like, I don't know. It depends on the body of water. If I'm going in a hundred feet of water, for sure, I'm not going to put that because I can't risk because I actually add one that I tested in my pool once and only one side open. Mm-hmm. So there's no guarantee. Foam, you know, it, it floats. Auto inflatable, it's like, well, just hope that it works when you need it. And, and and now we need an extra set of safeguards after the video that has circulated the internet the past couple of days. The, the guy kayak fishing and the the shark coming up oh. to uh, to bite his boat. You know, well, Chad like, doesn't go to the ocean. No, <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I'm going. So I'm but going to go to the swamp with me one day, Chad. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna go to the swamp with me. I'm gonna go to the swamp. I'm gonna go to the swamp. I'm gonna go to the swamp. Okay, there's but there's gators in the swamp too. Yes, yes, there is. So I'm I'm going striper fishing in Boston Harbor, the mouth of the Merrimack River on Friday. My boats have never seen salt water. Like I don't even know there's a rod I want to use. I know there's a reel I have. I don't know if I want to subject one of my rods to salt water, but it just it adds that element. Like I'm I've always been a whitewater river kayaker. I like point A and point B, you know, a lake sometimes, but you know, 700 acre lake is kind of my, uh, is my jam. You know, that's, that's as big as I can go on a half day trip, get people back without being exhausted. Uh, right after the, uh, the HDs came out, we were in the Everglades with uh, Jim Sammons and mm-hmm. Jim was shooting his show down there and, and the weather turned awful i mean like it was 32 degrees down to the everglades it was just James unbelievably yeah cold so we ended up 
chasing sharks just to try to help to make a show. And, uh, and, but I was standing in the HD throwing a cast net for mullet with sharks swimming around the boat. <laughs> Matt Nardsor would have gone a hundred miles per hour if I would have been there. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a video of me standing. I hooked one, and uh, and that thing's running circles around that boat. That boat's turning like a whirlwind with with the shark running circles around. You are the guy. I worked computer all day, so for me, fishing with like these big fish around me, nope. Bass is good enough. Yep, I, I'm with you, Christian. I'm with you. Um, so kind of kind of to close out the little segment about safety gear, aside from your PDF, PFD, PDF, that's the other job. Um, <laughs> what would you say is um, a must-have in your boat? I'll get, let you, each of you give one, hopefully a different answer each. For me, it's going to be a dry bag. I, I see a lot of people talk about cases on their phones, but to me, I want I want a dry bag because I put my phone, I put wallet, I put keys, Cameras. I put shooting iron, camera, everything that's necessary goes in that bag because for two reasons: one, it protects it, and two, it floats. So mm -hmm. it's not gonna it's not gonna leave me, and and I may lose all everything I've got in that boat, but I'm gonna be able to get to safety and get back home with what's in that bag. Very good. About you, Michael. Um, you know, I, I said this in my my ice fishing talk. Uh, you know, earlier this winter, it is not just your cell phone, but it's your cell phone in a pocket that you can reach when you are flipped over, stuck. Whether it's in an ice hole while ice fishing, you know, iPhone 14s, I believe, or 12, sorry, 12s and beyond are waterproof up to like 30 Water resistant. Feet yeah you know and and now there's an emergency feature when i don't have a you know my emergency radio but that my phone along with my my fish clips my hemostat and everything in the front pocket of that pfd my phone is right there and i use my rogue phone connector so it doesn't fall in the water and then in my my trip talk i tell people my phone is in here Mm -hmm. It is unlocked. You don't need my face to unlock it. If anything happens to me, look for Sarah, call her first yep. after you call 911. And so it's, you know, there were just a group of like six or eight teenage hikers that were rescued in Southern California. Cause why wouldn't you go hiking in shorts and a t-shirt in Southern California? But the SOS feature on iPhones now, you know, it's you don't need a signal to call for 911 and, and rescue. And it, it does add an extra element of safety. I wouldn't rely on your cell phone. It's like Chris was saying, dry bag, put it in there. But it needs to be within reach. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say an item because I'm the first culprit of not doing it is flipping with your kayak and trying to get back on during the summer. Practice it. Like for me, if I flip, honestly, I don't even know how I'm going to be able to put it back up and, and, and get back on. I've watched all those videos and whatnot, but watching a video and real life event are two things. So this summer, as soon as the water is hot enough, I'm flipping the Kuseix, I'm flipping the, the NAR without the equipment and then see... Uh, how the heck do you get back on those things? Well, that's what the uh, uh, the the NAR and the the Take Two, both of those being larger boats. Jeff Little and I had had that discussion that you know it's it the bigger boats got, the more difficult it was. If you actually turn the boat over, how would you get it back? Uh -huh. And having the strap, where I actually yeah. had to climb on top of the Take Two with the strap stand on the boat and lean back to get it to actually flip over. And that was eye-opening because I tried multiple times to flip that boat over with the way that I normally do, you know, and it just kind of seal launching up on it, going back in the water, flipping it back over. Usually that's no trouble. Dude, I'm telling you, the take two would not come. It is that big of a boat. But, I mean, it took all – I had to stand on the side of it with both feet to get it to flip. But right. if you ever did – flip one over, you know, and you did flip a NAR over probably having that, that strap 
through the handle where you can stand up and lean back. And I've got a video and it's funny because mm-hmm. while I was shooting the video, Jeff Little called me and it's like, Hey dude, I'm, I'm shooting what we talked about, you know, but he is well. And of course he does such a, a wonderful job on his uh, tutorials. Yeah, and and he, he plum stood on the Kusa X. Uh, yes, sir. Turn it back and, over. Yeah. Yep. And it's because it's the, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not as easy as you nah. think it is. You know, the HD was nothing to get back over. The, now we're we're into that realm of a boat that's like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> well, and, and a boat like the NAR, it has the high gunnel walls. And I yep. think yeah, it's going to drag a lot of water. And plus they're loaded down with heavy heavy drive that's also going to drag water and, and gear and crates. It's going to drag water as you try to drag it back over. So <clears throat> I think the strap is a must must have. You, yes, you just sir. need to go if, if you went to a summer camp as a kid and you got to sail in a sunfish and got bored and flipped it over and trained to flip those things back over, you know, you're, you're going to be able to do it to a kayak. Very quick, funny story uh, in terms of gear to bring with you. <clears throat> batteries. Bring extra batteries, not not big batteries. I'm talking the correct size batteries, double A's or triple A's for any remotes to any um trolling motors you have mm-hmm. just yesterday i got in the water pushed off from the dock and i had my rudder point me in the right direction very windy and i got my my remote out and it, it, it wasn't on i was like, oh weird so i quickly turned it on i clicked deploy start speed number two out of ten so pretty slow the motor was pointing directly 90 degrees and then the it died the remote died <laughs> So all of a sudden, my boat starts doing this, right? And the wind is pushing me back toward the boat launch. Nobody's there, thank God. My camera is off. But I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. So I crawl my 200-pound butt over the pedals and get to the trolling motor to turn it off. I have to backpedal. Thankfully, I had everything rigged, the backups, to pedal that, that gnar. And then I'm like, oh, I, I got batteries in the truck. I go to open up the remote, put the AA batteries in. Nope, AAA batteries. Oh, no. Uh, I had no. to drive down the road five minutes, you know, get AAA batteries. The ladies didn't even know if they carried batteries at that store. <laughs> Man, I mean, if it would have been the height of summer and if that camera was going, I would have posted just one of the one, most wonderful videos of my, my learning lessons of the day. I just I, I wish somebody was there to see me because that, that stuff doesn't happen very often. So well, since we yes. already since we already mentioned the rope, I'm gonna throw out a fire starting kit, a packaged fire starting kit, you know, that comes with the little packaged balls of fluff and one of the uh deals that you can press and it sparks and, and kind of has the internal flint to it. Um that could probably save your life. Um if especially if it's cold and you're you know, a couple miles away from the truck and you just like need to get warm and you need to get dry fast. That could be a, could be a pivotal item. The other thing is to, before you ever leave, honestly, I, I tell my bride where I'm going every mm-hmm. time I leave and, and she knows. And if I change, like, you know, today I was going to one land and had I changed and gone to another land, I would have texted her and said, I've, I've, I've left this one. I'm heading to that one. And the yep. thing is, if I don't show up, she has a starting point. And that way they're not saying, well, gee, where did Chris go? I mean, the Chattahoochee is a long river, 500 something miles. You know, she's got a starting point to send help. And, and that's, that's the thing. Yep. Mine asks me every time I walk out the door, where are you going? Who are you going with? When will you be back? And if you change that plan, let her know. Yep. And yeah, and- I need to be better about that. And I need to be probably better about being here when I say I'm going to. <laughs> And you need to introduce her to the people you go fishing with because right. yeah. whenever I'm going, she says, send me the contact information of the person you're with. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, if I'm not comfortable enough to send that information to my wife, maybe I shouldn't go fishing with that person. But yeah, that's that's a different that's story. Different. That's a different podcast. <laughs> but saying I I probably fish 99% of the time alone. And that's yeah. I know, I'm just I'm just that kind of guy. I, I love folks, but I love my solitude. You know, I've just, I'm not antisocial. I'm pro solitude. So it it it's a, for, when I'm fishing. You know, it takes a lot for me to take somebody with me, mm-hmm. and uh, so I've got a handful of folks that I'll fish with. You know, uh, uh, regularly, but I mean, for the most part, I'm going to be alone, and it's just because 
that's who I am. Now, when we're together, I, I love it. But if, I, if I'm if i going alone, you better believe she knows where I'm at and what I'm doing. <laughs> She's, so I, I shouldn't be offended that you haven't asked me to come fish with you yet. No, sir. Trust me. <laughs> trust <right>. me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I asked Chris Gervais to come down here and come ice fishing, you know, and, uh, now yeah. I want to do that. Believe it or not. I am, uh, like I said, I'm All from right. Alabama, but I would, I definitely would like to come fish through the ice. One day. Open, that, that invitation, open invitation. I know it's year. cold. That's, you know, right? And I, and I'd probably be at, look like a stay puff marshmallow, man, all bundled up. I wouldn't be able to reel a rod. I'd be <laughs> some, some wrapped You don't up. need to reel a rod. You don't, oh. I mean, there's, there's so little movement you need to, well, <laughs> except for the running to the tip up, you'll, you'll be fine. Aye. I, I, I get it done. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to fly down south and meet some of you guys uh, during winter. Oh, we would. Uh, yeah, we'll the winter is the absolute best time to go to the Okefenokee Swamp. And I'm telling you, that is the a. Crocodiles that, are docile. <laughs> they, okay, they yeah, Chris, that's, that's what, that's what oh. you do. You, Chris, you drive down through New Hampshire, yeah. pick me up. We will go down south. Go to the swamp. It's a plan. Yeah, okay. Once some gators cool down, they don't eat anything. Literally, you you could pass, and, and it's funny because I, I went with a Californian not, and a Canadian. Wood. <laughs> he says it. It's a yeah. He, I ain't been bet yet, so I've been around a lot of them. <laughs> don't give them a good good reason to. Though. And there's Rudy Rudy Yarworth brings up a good point. There's less bugs. Oh, very, very much so. Yeah, that, that's, that's the whole thing. Point. You don't trust me. It ain't the gators you worry about. It's the yellow flies. If y'all don't have yellow flies, be thankful because a yellow fly yeah. will make you, they'll make you invent cuss words. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know that. I don't need any help. <laughs> but uh, no, that's, that's some good stuff tonight, guys. Um, it is, we have made it an hour. So I am going to let you guys kind of start signing off here and we'll start with Christian. Um, just kind of thank the people that you need to thank and tell people where to find out more about you on the social media world. So uh, I'd like to thank, and maybe for another podcast, Spro. Mm -hmm. If you look at this uh, frog, I have a story about how I put that one full hook, one side in my son's head. Remember that for another <laughs> fishing story. Now that went about. Uh, so Spro USA, which I've been for many, many years, Zig Zone Lures, The Rod Love, uh, Jackson Kayak, Mons Loisir, all companies that I, I love to, to represent. Uh, people can find me in, in, in Chris Gervais Fishing on Facebook, Instagram. I'm going to work on my YouTube channel this summer a bit more. Uh, Chris and, and, and Mike has, have lots of great YouTube videos. Um, and next time I'll make sure I put Christian. So if there's Chris and Christian, it'll be easier to, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and that's about it. Mr. Funk. Well, brother, you know me, I, I've, I've kept it kind of close to the vest. So, so for, uh, uh, Jackson kayak, yak attack, bended branches and Orion are the only girls that I bring to the dance. And, uh, and I, and I try to take care of them best I can. Uh, but probably more than anybody, I need to thank my bride for tolerating me and letting me do what I get to do and thank the good Lord for making all this stuff we get to play with. Cause I, I certainly enjoy spending time in his creation. So that's all I got. I appreciate you and all you do. Mr. Blatt. Uh, I think I have it written right there. Uh, Instagram is at TBC guides. Uh, I really just started the, the Instagram presence. I'd say a year ago. Yeah, and I am, I am, I am pushing a thousand followers, which is really fun. I had one of my ice fishing videos hit a million views. Wow. Winter. Uh, it was, was pretty cool. I, I've never really felt like that before. Um, with, with social media, but it was it was pretty cool to have a million people. Had to delete a lot of comments, just some oh, yeah. sensitive stuff, you know. But you know, it's it's social media. Um, and tbcguides.fish is my website. Um, Jackson Kayaks, obviously one of you know who I represent at the at the most the biggest level. Um, but Outdoor New England in Franklin, New Hampshire, my retail partner. I couldn't really do any of this without them. My main sponsor, my wife, Sarah, uh, as well as my new tackle and fishing sponsor, uh, Castaic, 
uh, makes amazing lures, great hard tackle, and my favorite, absolute favorite lipless crankbait uh, that reminds me of a 1992 rattle trap uh, mm. that outperforms rattle trap. Sorry, rattle trap. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's who I got. That's where I am. And and you got a here. you got a JK Fun Tour coming up that you're actually you're you're kind of leading the way. So I'll let you go ahead and plug that real quick. So my favorite res- my favorite lake to fish up here is Lake Maury. It's in Vermont, about 700 acres. Um, we are in the end of May, and the bass are not even on the beds. We are wow. not even in spawn yet. It's amazing. The water's 59.2 degrees. Uh, Lake Maury Resort sits right there, and they have put a couple of my events on their calendar. They keep a stack of my business cards at their front desk. And they are going to be hosting myself as well as Outdoor New England for a last minute Jackson fun tour stop. We did a whitewater Jackson fun tour stop Mm -hmm. uh, with Outdoor New England a couple weeks ago. And now we're going to be doing the fishing side and would really love any other fishermen who want to come fish barely post spawn in a New England lake. Uh, It gets to 40 feet deep um, in some parts of the lake, but usually about 20 feet is all you need to cast. And it, it should be a good time. All the summer camps on that lake, three summer camps, it's parents visit weekend. So they all pull their kids out of camp that weekend. They go mm-hmm. stay at the hotel and I'm going to be taking out three mini clinics of fishing. Uh, wow. Very excited about it. So yeah, there should also name Lake Maury resort uh, as well. Yeah. I just, I just want to add something quickly before I forget. Yeah. I started kayak fishing because of the the group Kayak Bass Canada, mm-hmm. uh, which is an online fun uh, tournament group. Uh, people across Canada, it's a fun group. It's a nice place to learn how to kayak fish. So uh, shoot out to Kayak Bass Canada. And also in July, we're having a, a CHEO charity event, which is for the uh, uh, Children Hospital uh, in Eastern Ontario, which is a lifesaver for many, many kids. My kids uh, have been there young that saved their lives as well. So it's uh, it's an event where all the registration fees are all going to CHEO. Nice. So uh, shoot out to Kayak Bass Canada and anyone watching this uh, interesting in, in learning how to kayak fish and, and whatnot, uh, join the group and uh, we're always glad to help out. Very cool. Very, very cool. Good stuff tonight. Good stuff tonight, guys. Uh, Rudy just asked what the dates were. Rudy, I just sent you the invite to the event. So, yep. And for those of you watching, uh, I got rid of the photo. Nope, there it is. 715. So, July 15th. July 15th. Yep. In in Fairleigh, Vermont. Vermont. Central Vermont. Check out the event page at Jackson Kayaks uh, Instagram. Um, uh, and my my daughter's not here. I I think my wife's traveling. I've got room in the house. I I have two couches. You guys don't need a hotel. So first three people to hit me up, they want to stay Saturday night, the fifteenth of July. You've got a place to stay. There you guys go. Um, with that being said, we obviously want to thank Jackson Kayak. Check us out jacksonkayak.com. Orion Coolers, as you can see, going across the bottom, if you're watching this thing on the YouTube or listening to us live, um, 5% off right now. Orion Rocks is your code at checkout to save 5% on all Orion Coolers and Orion Accessories on jacksonkayak.com. Obviously, got to thank uh, Zeprolithium, Lithium, Cast King, Vasco uh, Fishing. Uh, for all their support of the Orion podcast and different things that we do here. So with that being said, we will see you guys on a Wednesday, not a Thursday in two weeks. And you can catch us online at Spotify. Listen to all the Orion podcasts, all the Jackson doc talk episodes right there. Just Google us. Orion podcast will pop up. We're pretty popular. Good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. Ciao.